Hello everyone and welcome back to the Promotion on a Budget podcast. Uh, we're going to be reviewing uh, Game Week 4's results and the ongoings in the clubs uh, that have taken part in this weekend, which is obviously everyone. Uh, I'm joined with Lewis today. Um, say hi, Lewis. Hello. Uh, we're without Josh today. He's, uh, he's elsewhere. He is busy. However, we'll, uh, we'll jump straight into it. So obviously the Friday night fixture that happened was between Coventry and Bournemouth, where Bournemouth ran away uh, 3-1 uh, winners at St Andrews. Obviously, Coventry still haven't got ground. Uh, Jefferson Lerma opened the score in there in the, in the early stages of the game with an absolute screamer. It was a very, very, very good goal. Um, and there was an incredible off-the-line block uh, by Coventry um, um, in the first half as well, uh, where the defender even clashed into the post, which, uh, you know, it was... It was incredible. It's bravery, yeah. You got you got to respect it. And then Coventry did equalise uh, from the spot by their man, uh, Godden, who has been such a reliable force in front of goal for him. Um, but Dan Gosling showed his class in that second half. He did. He? He's got he's got a couple of wonderful goals for uh, for Bournemouth. Yeah, I think. Um, and then obviously uh, Hamer got sent off for Coventry later on in the game for violent conduct. Um, but. Bournemouth deserved to run, run away uh, with three points in that game, didn't they? they? I thought they played very, very well. I think, they, I think they dominated the game and I think they were in control for the vast majority of it, yeah. fair to say. Uh, Coventry, obviously, I think they've had a good a good start to the season. I think it. they'll be happy. I think even though they lost 3-1 at Bournemouth, they're expected to lose 3-1 to Bournemouth. You know, Bournemouth are, they've got players in that side that are of Premier League quality, very clear to see. Um, and I think, yeah, they'll be very, very happy with it. Um, but yeah, so I think it's an expected result, so to speak. Um, and yeah, no, I think fair play at Bournemouth. I mean, yeah, they're third in the table now as well. So I mean, lots of people thought out the three teams that got relegated that Bournemouth would struggle the most. Yeah, especially losing Ryan Fraser and uh, Callum, Callum Wilson. Wilson. But then again, you look at Norwich now, they've lost Jamal Lewis and Ben Godfrey, two important uh, components of their back four over the pre- uh, previous two seasons. Uh, but we'll move on now. Um, we'll actually go on to Norwich, um, who did lose 1-0 to Derby, being the shock result um, of the Saturday fixtures for me personally. Obviously, Derby had such a poor start to the season. Norwich did come off a 1-0 loss against Bournemouth. However, you'd have thought with Norwich's attacking prowess, uh, the quality they've got going forward, that they'd be able to they'd be able to dismantle Derby. But it was anything but. Norwich did dominate the game and... Just after half-time, Onel Hernandez wins Norwich the penalty uh, with a handball uh, from Evans after his shot goalwards. Unfortunately, that Timu Puki slipped, though. It was just so John Terry-esque, wasn't it, the way how he went. And it was so agonisingly close to going as well, just tipped off the top of the bar, didn't it? I think a lot of the Norwich players had a problem with their studs that game because they were slipping over oh, the entire sec- second half. They just couldn't really get hold of the board. They couldn't string two passes together, and I think... Derby had a game plan that game. Uh, they certainly did. Just to sit back, absorb the pressure, and played five at the back. You know, Curtis Davis come in for that game, who was an experienced championship centre half. And in the 87th minute, you know, they've won a free kick on, on the edge of the area, 25 yards out, you know. And you know, they've got Wayne Rooney on the pitch, and you're just thinking to yourself, well, for God's sake, what have we got ourselves into? And there's only one outcome. Um, Coral have no chance of. Uh, there's always Stop going to be one outcome with Wayne Rooney on the pitch. Like yeah. he might, he, the people might say, "Oh, he's past it now." He's but still got that quality. Set, set pieces, and I mean, you saw how what he's done for DC United when he was over in America, 
and now Derby last year almost got into the playoffs. He he is a leader, he an is. England legend, and he has that sort of impact in the dressing room. Hundred percent. Um, but another mention uh, for Derby is Marshall, the goalkeeper. Oh yeah, excellent. Performance. Two outstanding saves in the final ten minutes, denying Max Aaron's and Jordan Hugel. Um, if it weren't for him, I think Derby would have lost. I can one hundred percent agree with that. Um, but yeah, I think obviously big ongoings in Norwich. Obviously Ben Godfrey leaving um, today. Even uh, we're filming this on a Monday this morning. Um, announced that he's gone to Everton for a club record fee as well, which is a uh, very imp- very 25 good twenty five million twenty five million plus add ons. Yeah, yeah, add ons. Um, but yeah, no, it's here. Uh, it's difficult because obviously defensively Norwich they are they are struggling. Um, they've got good defenders on paper. You look at Max Aaron's, Ben Gibson, Tim Closer, Crystal Simmerman, Grant Hanley, Shabby Quintia. Bally Mumba, you know, there's a lot of... Sam Byram as well. There's lots of quality... Individuals, yeah. We've got quality centre-backs. It's whether we can keep them fit. I mean, we don't have anyone relatively young in there anymore. Godfrey was sort of our young... Yeah, he was the young one, wasn't he? The the rest of them were like late 20s, early 30s, which is obviously relatively young. But football-wise, and and I think all four of them, Close, Gibson, Zimmerman and Hanley, have all had injuries the last couple of years. Yeah. Very on-off sort of... And Gibson hasn't played football for 14 months before Saturday. But if we can get them some game time, keep them fit, I think they'll... Fingers crossed, start seeing some clean sheets from Norwich, definitely. Um, We'll go on to the the 3 o'clock Saturday fixtures. We'll kick off with probably what was expected to be the most entertaining game of the day. Um, But turned out to probably be the most boring. It was Blackburn nil, Cardiff nil. It just finished goalless. It was... A very dull game until uh, Lee Tomlin did get sent off in that game for a second yellow card. And apart from that, it wasn't really. Uh... I was going to say it was a, it was a, it was a. I mean, the shots, shots wise, fairly, fairly even. Session wise, Blackburn dominated, didn't they? But they just couldn't, just couldn't, couldn't get the outcome. It was, yeah. I think I think it's a point both teams will definitely take at this. Yeah, point I think season. against yeah. If you look at Cardiff last season, they finished in the playoffs, and I think Blackburn at the start of the season. No, they got Cardiff home in the first four games. They would have taken a point there. And Cardiff going to Blackburn, knowing that Blackburn have scored a hell of a lot of goals to come away with a clean sheet there and the point, I don't think they can complain too much. I think Cardiff will be very disappointed losing a player like Lee Tomlin, though. Oh, yeah, especially to a red card. He's such a such a valuable player for them uh, as well. And he scored last weekend against Reading in that 2-1 defeat they had. Um, but, yeah, we'll move on um, to what looked to be probably... At the start of the season, when the fixtures first came out, a battle between possibly bottom two, or a relegation battle, so to speak. Uh, a relegation six-pointer sort of thing. But it was Luton 2, Wickham 0. It was a comfortable victory for the uh, for the Hatters, to be honest. As they've picked up nine points from a possible 12 now, which is very impressive. And Wickham are now the only team to have not scored a single goal this season. And that's not surprising, because you know, I think they only scored 19 goals from open play last season. 19? For a side that got promoted to the championship, you'd expect a bit more than 19 goals That's in ridiculous. open play. Yeah, so they're obviously set-piece specialists. But um, well, the first goal was a, a scorch from Ruddock, and the second goal was a neat finish from Lee. Um, yeah, just... Again, it was just... It was a... It was dominated. A, it, was, it was a good... I mean, Luton have been excellent at the start of this season. Ever yeah. since started, sort of... Ever since Nathan Jones came Nathan back, Nathan Jones in, has been a resurgence to that club, hasn't he? He has. He's 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 got them back into the the form they had in League One when he got won them the well, almost won them the title when then he jumped ship the Stoke. But yeah, but still he's come coming back to Luton. It's almost like he's never been gone. He's and now they're rising up the table. 
I mean, where where are they sitting? Come they're fifth. They're in the playoff spots. I mean, exactly. What nine points? It is nine points. Nine points. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Nine points from twelve for a side that I would expect they were. I think one of the favourites to go get relegated. They've done very very well, yeah, and it's full credit to them. Um, but yeah, we'll move on. Um, yeah. And we've got Middlesbrough versus Barnsley. This game finished two one to Middlesbrough. I think it was an expected result. I think Barnsley will. Probably potentially be happy the fact that they've actually scored at the Riverside. Riverside's a difficult place to go to. Albeit a penalty. Albeit a penalty, I think. But I don't think Barnsley had scored during the season until then as well. So I think they'll be happy that they're off the mark there. But Johnny Halton opened the scoring just before half time, and Tuba Akpom doubling the host lead. It was second of the season now. just after the half time whistle. So there are two goals yeah, for him now. And a late penalty for Woodrow was not enough to spark a late uh, Barnsley comeback. But um, what do you make of Middlesbrough this season? Obviously, they've been, they haven't really shipped in a lot of goals, but they haven't really scored a lot of goals, have they? No, I think five five points so from four games. I mean, I think they'll take that at this point this season. Yeah, it's, considering it's, how poor they were last season, especially considering how poor they were last year. I yeah. mean, they're only two points off the playoffs. I mean, don't really look into the league table. No, this but I think season. they'll be happy. They've they've started, they've started okay. They've started fairly decently. If it's only one defeat out of four, I think they'd. They'd, they'd take that. Yeah. Also, um, a little shout out to Neil Warnock. That was his one thousand five hundredth game. What, what a manager! What, what a manager! I think especially football. League you can. He said you love him, or hate him, but you've got to put respect on his name. In English football, he is one of the most respected. Ma- he's got to be one of the most respected managers because of what he's achieved. You know, he's been at so many clubs over the years. So many promotions. So many promotions as well, and relegations. But oh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll keep to the positive side of things. But no, he. For his age, and he's still doing that. And the fact that I've, I've read in an interview, um, he wants fans to come back just so he can be booed off one last time. He loves it. He loves it. And I, I, I think you've just got to love a manager like he's so old school. Um, and honestly, full credit to him. Full credit to him. Uh, we'll move on. And this game, I think, was an expected uh, win for Bristol City versus Nottingham Forest. But Forest did score a goal and you know, it did cause some sort of fight in a sense. Uh, but Bristol just started the game off really well and they scored two goals before the halfway point in the half, first half of Andres Weinman scoring the first and Naki Wells scoring the second, both getting their uh, second goals of the season. Luke Freeman scored uh, for Forrest 10 minutes before the half-time whistle. But it was, it was the only action of the whole game, really. Bristol City are still top of the league and doing really well this season. Four wins from four. I was going to say, I'm looking at the goal scorers, Wyman again, back on the score yeah, sheet. Yeah, both uh, Wyman and uh, Wales, I think, are both, both very, very good in this division. And both again, second Chris goals Martin as well. And yeah, Chris Martin, he's, he's underrated. For the goal as well. Exactly, he's underrated. He's a very, very good striker. and He's, he's done, I mean, their front three, it's like, that's going to get you goals in this division. And you can tell by the start they've had. But again, looking at Nottingham Forest, they just can't get over the hangover of what happened yeah. in the last the final day last season. And, I mean, it's good that they've scored and they've probably caused some sort of fight back against the league leaders currently, uh, but... Yeah, they, 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 they... I mean, 20 shots, but only six on target. They need to be more clinical. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think maybe it could be uh, Forrest getting there somewhat. But then again, you look at the... They've just lost Silver and Carvalho. I mean, yeah, in the transfer right. window. And obviously, Albert Doma left by mutual consent... Um, the squad's, squad's slowly fallen. It's falling apart, isn't it, Forest? But you never know. You could see a resurgence later in the season from them. But we'll move on to Reading versus Watford, which finished 1-0 to Reading. I'm very Being, glad Josh is not here for this. Yeah, uh, yeah this is, 
we didn't want Josh to be here because he'd just run on shit. No, we're joking. Um, um, but to be honest, uh, Watford dominated that game. Watford did dominate that game um, to an extent. Um, we well, you look at look at Watford and Red. I mean, Redden, you wouldn't expect anywhere to be up there. No. Watford, obviously, I think it was most people's title favourites. Yeah. Puskas this season. I mean, he's been an absolute magician for Redden so far. I mean, I, I hope Josh doesn't listen to this back. But I was I messaged Josh when Puskas scored. I because he, he he keeps slagging off Puskas to me, saying, "Oh, he's an awful striker." I was like, he scores goals. Um, it was it was actually a really awful goal. Like, it was just a deflected strike that just rolled in. Um, but they'll be very happy with a winning. They'll be happy, Watford. yeah. Um, considering that Lucas Zhao, their main target man, was injured that game, I think they'll be happy that George Puskas was able to come in. And do the job for him. Even though it might have been a deflected strike, he still scored a goal. That'll do the world good for his confidence. So that's very, very good. Um, wins out of four now for exactly. Reading. Are they are they a dark horse as well this season? Reading fans, let us know. Um, we'll move on though um, to Rotherham versus Huddersfield. Now I think this was a very, very good. Yeah, very good Yorkshire derby. Millers took the lead in this game through Wiles just after the half hour mark, and then. Uh, the visitors managed to get a huge pot of luck in the 96th minute, didn't they? Um, and equalised next to a McDonald own goal. Uh, I mean, Huddersfield... Huddersfield absolutely dominated that game as well, which is... Um, so you would say it was a deserved... It was a, well, they deserved to probably win. Look at the stats here. Um, but it, how many shots on target was it? It was 11? Well, only, well, look at... No, shots 11. Only one shot on one target. One shot on target, so maybe not. Two but, teams that are definitely going to be sort of... Towards the bottom of the table, I think yeah. this season. But I think they will both stay up. I think they've got enough. I think Rotherham will turn themselves from a yo-yo club into a stable. Uh, I think this is. Club. I think this year's a big year for Rotherham. Whether they can actually now push on to stay in the championship and yeah. build on that, or will they fall back down to league? One? I think under Paul Warren's helm, though, I think they'll do very, very well. He's, I, I, I do rate him quite highly as a manager. And he's been unlucky. He got unlucky to get relegated two seasons ago. I'll be honest. Yes, um, he did. But they've done very well to get back up. Um, I hope you can keep them now. I do like Paul Warren. Yeah. And Huddersfield as well. I mean, obviously they were in the Premier League too. I think they're still doing a rebuilding job there. They're yeah, I think they're going to take... feet again. I think they will, though. I think Huddersfield, they're, they're a fairly decent side in that, in that respect. Um, we'll move on, though, to another game which saw a 96-minute equaliser to Sheffield Wednesday versus QPR. The home side took the lead in this one 10 minutes after half-time thanks to an own goal from Barbe. However, uh, Bon... Managed to get a 96-minute equaliser for the visitors on his debut. I mean, I feel for Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, they're desperate to get back onto positive points. Yeah, they're only minus seven, though, aren't they? Now, I think. Yes, I believe. I believe they are. Yeah, minus seven. Minus seven. Yeah. So they're not. They're getting there slowly but surely. But Bond on his debut he got signed from Charlton um, during last week, and he's uh, managed to score his debut. I think that would be very good for QPR. Maybe that's a, a good replacement for the. Naki Wells and Jordan Hugel partnership they had last season um, but I think they still need to sign a few more players which is what we said in the podcast where you were absent for um, they're still missing that sort of as a replacement sort of thing um, but it's good that uh, Davidson has been able to score for them could be a good signing but we'll, uh, we'll move on to what I think is the final game of the Saturday's one yeah yeah. Uh, which finished Swansea 2 Millwall 1 the Welsh team opened the scoring in this one just after half time, literally straight after the half time whistle, uh, Jake Bidwell, the fullback, scoring. Um, however, they can keep hold of their lead for long as within five minutes in the 51st minute, Tom Bradshaw equalised 
for Mill, but there's only two minutes left to play. Uh, Cabango managed to uh, get the winner for Swansea. Um, I think it's an expected result, but I think both teams will be up there. I think that they're both going to be around the playoff spots towards the season. And I think huge. Swansea probably will be in it, whereas Mill will maybe just outside it. Maybe, possibly. But I, gonna... I've said Mill are going to always going to be a dark horse every season because they can always sneak in that playoff places. They've always just dropped below. I was but... going to say, they've always been below, below the playoffs, but I think this year could be their chance to break into it. And again, I just want to say, uh, I said this in the last podcast that I was present for, Bidwell, what a player. For Swansea, I mean, he's got a handful of assists yeah. now, and now he's got a goal, goal to his name. I think. He, Would you I, say he's probably arguably one of the the best left back in the league? I can't think of many better than him. I can't. I, I really couldn't think of many. He's def, He's definitely up there. Yeah, because obviously without, there. I mean, the only other one I can think of uh, of any quality really, Xavi Quintilla or Rico from uh, Bournemouth. But I think that Bidwell in this league, he's so experienced. He knows what he's doing. He's been at Brentford. I was going to say, I do really like Bidwell. And speaking of Brentford, that's the next result. And what a shock this was. What a game. Um, Alex Nil Magic. Alex Nil Magic. And you did say uh, in the first podcast that Alex Nil is a very, very good manager at this level. And you are completely right here. Uh, Brentford 2, Preston 4. In what turned out to be the game of the weekend, Brentford went 2-0 up before uh, going into half-time. Thanks to two goals from their new signing, Ivan Tony. However, in the second half, Preston completely changed the game. A brace from Scott Sinclair before the hour mark to get things level. Uh, and that's he's now on three goals this season. So for a winger, I think that is uh, very impressive. Three goals in four games. He's finding his 2010 form again. Oh, God. What, what, what a player he was. back at, like when, he, when he was like first coming through for Swansea, um, back in that day, when, well, when, yeah, when, when they got promoted that season for the playoffs, yeah. he was incredible, wasn't he, for them? I think Josh would like it if we remind everyone about that playoff final. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, Ivan Tony's definitely found his feet now. I he's think, finding his feet, because he's on three goals now this season. I think, well, I, think, yeah. I think a few people had a few question marks on him, whether he could make the step up from yeah, League One be to that, Championship. Be a good Ollie Watkins replacement. But, I mean, obviously it's still early days, but three goals and two games now. That's uh, Yeah, because he... That's going to be last week. Yeah, so. yeah. But I, I do, uh, I think he'll definitely find his feet here and he's definitely one for the future still. Yeah, speaking Again, of Ollie Watkins, what a game he had yesterday. I was going to say Ollie Watkins, that was an incredible performance by him and Villa. Yeah, uh, but we'll keep it championship, championship only. Um, but obviously Potts scored in the 63rd minute to completely come back to Preston, so to speak, and then just put the icing on the cake. Maguire makes it 4-2 with 20 minutes to play and Brentford couldn't find a response after that. Uh, we'll move on to the final game of this podcast that we're going to talk about. And this one was between Stoke and Birmingham. Um, we finished um, 1-1 in the end. It was the away side who took the lead in this one. I think it's expected sort of draw. I think going to Stoke, you don't really expect to come away with all three points. And Stoke aren't that great a side, so I don't think they're going to... And Birmingham perform well this season. I don't think Stoke really wants... So it was, it, I think, both, like you say, both teams will be happy with a point. Uh, the Wayside did uh, take the lead. It looked a good outlet uh, so far this season, and it was defender Harley Dean who scored just after the hour mark. However, with five minutes left to play, another late equaliser this weekend. Um, and the home side managed to find a level up thanks to a goal from Nick Powell. I think both sides were very poor in front of goal this this game. Two two shots on target. I mean, well, one shot on target each, two in the entire game, and the game finished 1-1. I mean, you could say clinical, but... 
You could say very dull as well. And I think very I dull. think we all expect this game to be fairly dull. And the fact that we've actually been blessed with two goals in this game is quite quite I, something. I think, I think Stoke will be disappointed. I think I think especially their fans, they believe that their clubs are big fish in a yeah, small pond. I I can see that, but because of how poorly they've been in over the past two seasons. They do need a bit of a reality check. Yeah, they do need a reality check. And I think Birmingham who have started the season very, very well, I think they're still unbeaten. Uh, yes, not, they are. They are. One win, three draws. Uh, where are they in the league? They are eighth. They're eighth. Um, and one point off the playoffs. Exactly. So they've been unbeaten so far this season, so I think they do need to have a bit of respect to their name. They're not doing poorly. Um, but yeah, so what do you make of this weekend's fixtures? I, I think I think we've had a, a couple of shocks. Um, I think two, the two main shocks for me is Brentford losing at home to Preston and Derby beating Norwich. Yes, I'll even Reading beating Watford, I think, is quite a bit, a bit of a shock. I think I think we're slowly, slowly seeing what teams are going to be up there this season. Obviously, it's still very early days. Very Bristol, very early days. Bristol City and Reading, they've got off to an absolute fire, and you'd expect them for the form that they've started the season. They're definitely going to be in that top six towards the end of the season. Do you think top six or I'd say top ten? Top ten. They could I, I, they could have a massive drop off, but I still expect them to be in and around that sort of area. I think in the championship, momentum can do you the world of good, especially going into an international break. They'll be coming back and they'll be full of confidence, especially the teams that sort of beaten. I mean, they're beating Watford, Watford this this week, and their players. I mean, Bristol City as well. They've beaten uh, Forest this week. I mean, Forest obviously. You look at them. They're what third from bottom. Yeah. Still, still one of. Uh, Three te- well, one of one of two teams to pick up a point if you really count Sheffield Wednesday's picking up points, which I guess they have. They're just negative difference. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think I think I think uh, the table's looking quite odd at the minute. Well, if you we'll see at, it change definitely over the next course, few weeks. I mean, that's that's why we love this division that so is, much. Isn't it? Yeah. It's like you never know what's going to happen. Uh, it's a very unpredictable league. I mean, you could look at Bristol City and Reading being up there now, and in a month's time, we could talk about them being ten, fight, fight, even fighting relegation. Yeah, the table, the table, can the table could change. I can remember Fulham when uh, they didn't get promoted that season, but they were in the playoffs. They were in the playoff five. I think they did get promoted that year. Did they? I think it was because it was the year Cardiff and Wolves went up, and I uh, they were like, they were like twelve. Yeah. 12th at like January and then they was just it, got a complete was, unbeaten yeah, run yeah they were on the beating run for that whole season just absolutely turned things around but yeah so who would you say was your player of the weekend player of the weekend I mean Dan Goslin on the Friday game I thought I thought uh, did terrific especially with his two goals Scott Sinclair as well I mean a team being 2-0 down to a, uh, a Brentford side yeah uh I'm going to go David Marshall purely because of those saves that he's made. David Marshall, yeah. Uh, Even Curtis Davies in that centre-back role for Derby. Derby defence had a very good game. Yeah, but for me, Scott Sinclair, I think, for a winger, he's so good at this level and he's proved it there. You know, two goals in quick succession, really, you know, before the hour mark, straight after half-time. He's a very, just looks to business. Even, and like you say, Dan Gosling, who's probably the second choice. He's... Decent in the Premier League, at this level, he's a big game. I think player. it was a, certainly an unexpected performance by him on Friday. Yeah. For for Bournemouth, you see the players in the Bournemouth team. I don't think many people would have put their money on him to be bagging the the two goals to seal the hundred percent. Right, we're gonna wrap it up there. Uh, unfortunately, this episode will not be out on YouTube because 
due to location problems. However, then uh, we've got videos coming out over the week now. It's international breaks. We've got kit reviews. Uh, we've got league predictions and transfer the uh, uh, transfer roundup as well because obviously deadline day is upon us. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the review. Um, if you'd like to see any new things uh, on on the podcast or as a channel, let us know. Uh, please go follow all our socials and we'll see you later.